psyched that you that this is this is amazing that that you watched it you know maria's did hers last night i didn't buy a ticket so <laughs> you're a better person than both of us. well i thought we established that on our first podcast together okay <laughs> hey, you're coming around coming around yeah uh it was amazing quite honestly it felt you know what was interesting about it was that it felt uh kind of packed and it felt like kind of contrived and then i was watching other people the like the real late night shows yeah and that's exactly what they are yes they're contrived contrived. sketches yeah Yeah, they're contrived sketches contrived commercials contrived interstitials yeah yeah so setups flawed premises (laughs) horn as many fucking jokes as you can into something that probably shouldn't work and see if it flies yeah yeah, that's what it is, it turns out. And it was um it was super fun. It was amazing that it worked. The um I think I was I was nervous. Andy said that he could tell when I stopped being nervous. And um which was when I just point. Thank you, good night. <laughs> Thank you, good night. It's a, no, I think it was when I started sort of going a little bit off script. Yeah, yeah, just, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I just sort of because it it's so different than stand-up. You know, I did, uh, it was, that was so nice of you. Cause I sent you the monologue jokes, uh, that they wrote without me and you were like, allow me to tweak these. And, uh, here's, here's an idea. And well, there's, you were, yeah, there, there's a ton of great jokes. I just, uh, I really were. mostly just tweaked and, you know, cause uh, it was, and I don't know if other shows do it like this, where they just have one setup and then they, people just contributed 20 punchlines to it. But yeah. I definitely think every punchline needs its own setup. They rarely need exactly the same information, even if it's the same story, you know? Right. So right. I don't know. So that's that's kind of what I was doing a little bit. And that was perfect. In, so instead of six uh, upfront jokes, I did seven. And because hey, hey. uh, nice work. And then it's today's Sunday, so you won't be able to watch it after today. But they also gave it to me that I can cut up into, into stuff to, cool. you know, put out. And uh, so I'm going to do that. The interview with Margaret was really nice. It was great. It was great. It was, and it was great. It was, it was relaxed. You guys are friends. You know, it wasn't, uh, it did, it did not feel contrived. You know, it felt really fun to watch. Oh, good. Good. Yeah. Because uh, it didn't feel super informative. It just felt, um, I was like, remember when we met? <laughs> and it was, it was like, I just thought that, you know, and it was only like seven minutes and then, yeah. um, and then Brian Swartz, who amazing, such a great trumpet player. Oh my God. That sounded so beautiful. You know, it was great. He, Someone said, was he really playing? And I was like, weird. <laughs> That's so, I mean, the guy's a, he's been, he's played with everybody Yeah, and he's a studio musician and he's, uh, and it's, I made him do those flugelhorn jokes. Oh, oh, really? Yeah. That yeah. Was, what, what was the, uh, who was the reference? Chuck Mangione? I think. It was Chuck Mangione. <laughs> and then it yeah. was Chuck Mangione doing the uh, national anthem, which was crazy. Sure. Um, the only one that was, uh, the, and 
all, the actors even talked about this too, was there was a, because what they did was I had to write down all the things that I like so that right, the right, people right. who didn't know me could write to it. Right. Yeah, yeah. And so the romance novel thing, um, the romance novel that I supposedly wrote, I did yeah. not write though. I did right. massage it a little bit to, yeah. um, because I don't think Gil, one of the producers who wrote it reads romance novels. <laughs> and I, I don't know. That, oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, and and the interview with the romance novel couple was a really funny idea, but it got gross kind of weirdly quick. And I, um, and I, I was like, oh, I, I should have massaged this a little bit more because they had to weirdly sneeze in each other's face. It made it, I mean, I'm not saying there aren't romance novels where people are psyched about people sneezing in other people's faces because yeah. there probably are. But that, that, this is exactly why a, a, a talk show, any sort of talk show, late night show needs at least three months before you make any decisions because you're going to spend the first month going, oh, I don't do this. I don't like this. I feel uncomfortable. You know, it might've been where you, you're interviewing two people that are playing characters. Maybe you don't feel comfortable like that. You, Jackie Cation, maybe you'd rather, you know what I mean? But you don't know that until you're doing it in front of an audience and you're feeling this pressure, like this isn't moving the way I wanted to. That's how you figure out how you are during your show. So right. it takes a while. It does take a while. I will say this about those producers, because this is the 57th month in a row that they've done this with a different right. comic. Incredible or, amount of work. Yes. Incredible amount of work. And they sort of have it streamlined yeah. because the rest of the show was kind of spot on, like more. Yeah. I mean, the, um, you know, Carmen Morales uh, wrote that white on white commentary thing. <laughs> I love that. That was great. And I, we were. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. We were going to do three of them, but it became yeah. so depressing. Yes. Right, right, right. In and uh, out. <laughs> we were like, oh, why don't we leave it at one? And uh, and the guy, Dempson, uh, who played the game master, yeah. he was the tech guy. And he came up with all of the assets, like all the vi all the he, – he put the videos together and yeah. he put all those slides up and he made all that – that's so much work. All the special I, effects, yeah. Yeah, I love the. I thought the rooster thing was really great. That was my favorite. Oh, uh, good. Yeah, and uh, I thought for the romance novels, you could almost have just the setup could have been here's some romance novels you haven't heard of. You oh, know? that yeah, yeah, yeah. that could have been tighter. Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, whatever. But I whatever. Mean, it was yeah. great. It was really fun to see, and and uh, it it's a so much to manage when you're the host. You know, I mean. You okay? So the monologue is you alone, right? That's the yeah. last time we get you alone, and then now you're <laughs> sort of, um, you know, a circus. Uh, you're like a ringmaster. You're throwing to this sketch and that sketch, and the interview and the music, and moving it along, and trying to keep, you know, take the temperature of the audience. And it's it's hard too when you've got stuff scheduled, and you're like, oh, I don't know. When you're trying to go, is this crowd gonna like this thing? You know, you can't adjust it on the fly necessarily. You know, right? So it's um, it's a lot to worry about. In addition to you just being yourself, you know, you especially you're like the director as well as the host, right? And the guy who was the director, the guy Ben, uh, did such a great job with it, and it was it was interesting because it was so packed. Yeah. with stuff yeah. and then but you're right about the audience because the audience is all virtual in this case you know they did it at the pack for three years every month right and th then you could sort of you yeah. you know as much as i genuinely approve of zoom shows and and online shows for what they are they're mm -hmm. very different and you can't you don't get that sort of 
visceral feeling from the audience of, you know, when they tighten up or when they yeah. don't. Or when and, they're just looking, you know, you could feel they're get, if they're getting bored with something. When you're yeah. on stage, you can totally tell in a joke, like, all right, I gotta, I gotta cut this setup down because people are ordering. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. So, yeah, I but and and rush sticks, of course, because and then for the first, I think, ten months or t- the first twelve months of the quarantine, they've done it at Nowhere Club, the uh, the Ben Glebe, um Steve Hofstetter oh, one. Yeah, yeah. And this is the first month that they've done it at Rush Ticks. Oh, I thought Rush Ticks did a great job. Yeah, they, they really did. did. Yeah, they send you a time as an audience member. You get the email as you're like, all right, it's about to start. And then it's as soon as the show's over, you have 24 or 48 hours to watch it. Here's the link. Like they, well, that's great. Um, they make it easy for you as an audience member for sure. Oh, that's outstanding. And then um, uh, I will say that the guy who did the tech for Rush Ticks, mm-hmm. his name's Dave, and they had worked with David, they had worked with him in. Um, They'd worked with him at the pack a couple of times and get this, I guess we worked together like 10 years ago. Cause he's a comic and, um, and I was nice to him. Good for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, that could have gone either way. Knowing your personality at times. Could have been, could have been, I could have been a big shit anyway. But, uh, what he did was he, uh, he made the owlbear move. Like Virginia oh, right. found the owlbear uh, graphic yeah. and the guy, David made the owlbear uh, stomp across the thing. So yeah. that was kind of fun. That's cool. Um, yeah. So anyway. Yeah, that was, that was awesome. And I'm sure you were relieved when it was over. So relieved. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if you stayed, uh, if, if you ended up seeing, you know, like when we, pre- we prepared for the Bridgerton sketch. Right. Which, by the way, one of the lines got dropped, but that's live theater, man. Yeah. Anyway, but uh, <laughs> that's live Zoom, folks. <laughs> that's live Zoom. Uh, it was a Bridgerton ball, but it wasn't the, a Bridgerton ball. It was a cannon ball. So we did the franchise cannons. Yeah. And uh, and it was so funny because it was a Captain America, America's asses joke that was very funny that uh, that we somehow didn't happen. But so I was supposed to prepare for the cannon ball for this uh, Bridgerton ball. And I couldn't, the only hat I could find was this weird hat. And then I, I bought that food coloring stuff that they used uh, Furioso, the, all, all the cancer kids in Fury Road. And, and they did Witness Me. And I didn't use it for real during the show. Yeah. Um, but at the at the Q and A afterwards, I did it. And you're supposed to go sideways. I went up and down, so uh, my entire face was silver. I looked like uh, the Tin Man from oh, Wizard of Oz. Yeah. I don't know what you just said, but I believe you. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> there were there were nerd jokes for everyone, you guys. There were. There were. I'm like, this show isn't totally written for me, but I'm excited to be here. What is flying across my screen? Like? <laughs> but the audience loved it. Your audience, the people that love that shit, were all over it, and it, so that's great. You know. Yeah. Yeah. It. And we sold. We did. I think it was a, a little over 300 tickets. So. Amazing. Yeah, so that's good too, and um, and Virginia did she she has a a hell of, of Asgard hat. Virginia Jones comic yeah. of the week, Winter Spears was amazing in the Bridgerton. Yeah, yeah. She was also guest on Mansplain in the D and D sketch, and um, and that was fantastic. So, and Pauline uh, wrote that Bridgerton sketch. Uh, she was one of the producers and, uh, and, and did such a great, it was just, you know, I just so much talent that wasn't me. 
which I think is so great. Yeah, it was cool. I mean, you had a mono, you had desk pieces, and you had videotape to throw to, and you had sketches. That's like the whole thing. Yeah, who knew? Who knew I could be collaborative as <laughs> as an egotistical uh, stand up comic? Stand up, right? And yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, no, that that's uh, that's cool. And did it totally ruin your entire week? Kind of, kind yeah. of. It, it literally, I was just spent. I was just like. Uh, but then we recorded some things earlier, which helped. Yeah. And, um, and, and I was fully vaxxed on Tuesday. Oh. And so I took myself to the Korean spa in, in the Valley, which was, uh, Tuesday. I recommend Tuesday at around 2 PM yeah. is, uh, it's almost empty. There was like okay. two other people in the whole thing and it's huge. It's a, it's a Northridge Korean spa. So it's giant. Oh, cool. And it was so funny. I checked in and the woman was like, we had to raise the prices. And I said, yeah, it's a pandemic. <laughs> and uh, so instead of being $80, it was $90. What, and uh, <laughs> tell me where this is. Maybe I'll go because I have yeah, to off. And, Balboa. Uh, um, it's called CJ Grand. Okay. And um, it, um, and I, and there. I've never been is, to a Korean spa. Oh my God. They, uh, and, and the, the scrub and, and the, the basic thing is like the scrub massage and facial Yeah. and she was wearing, uh, match, you know, the, 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 the massage people, cause it's all wet. There's all, there's buckets of water being thrown at you at all times. Yeah. So, uh, she's wearing like a black bikini, yeah. like just, but just normal, like you know, not like sexy bikini. It's, this is the least sexual experience. <laughs> yeah. And, um, and then she was wearing a matching black mask. And then I wore my mask through the whole thing until we did, she did the quickest. There's like, it's a massage, a scrub and a, and a tiny facial. Okay. For 90 bucks. And, um, Amazing. and then she gives you an envelope uh, to put cash in. Sure. And, uh, and then you over tip like you do cause we're in a pandemic. Uh, but, um, but it was like, I took off my mask. She did the thing. And then, uh, I, you know, it was great. And I, and I just laid there going, be a good piece of meat, be a good piece of meat. That was my <laughs> mantra. Um, that's great. Yeah. Uh, so good mm -hmm. just to get a massage, which I haven't gotten in over a year and a half probably. So I also picked up another weekend of work. The, it's uh, not this week, but next week I go to Lowell, Arkansas. Oh, and is it a Friday, Saturday? It's a Thursday, Friday, Saturday with Brian Regan. Wow. So five, five shows at a club. Okay. And um, it's uh, the club in Lowell, Arkansas. Oh, I don't know. It might be called the Grove. Wait a minute. It might be called Grove something. And um, another comic. Okay. A comic was yeah. A comic was telling me that uh, the guy who bought it uh, made a shit ton of money working at Walmart. Okay. Like he was a muckety muck. Uh huh. Retired and then decided that he wanted um, so. And I was told that it's a blue dot in a sea of red. Oh my God. I want to go. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll, I'll, uh, initiate and, and he's supposed to be pretty good, even though this, the month, the headliners are all, it's Roddy Carrington, it's Brian Regan, and it's two other, uh, Dude, white dudes. You got to get Arkansas used to come to the club. You gotta, yeah, you gotta, you know, you gotta play to your yeah, audience. Yeah. And then every once in a while you sneak in some food they probably wouldn't like normally. And maybe no, no, this guy, play. I guess is a bit of a button pusher and has been trying to bring in women and people of color. 
course, that's button pushing in Arkansas. Oh my! God. Right. He, of course, he's a button pusher, and uh, and he owns a comedy club. That is the definition of a club owner to some extent. Sure. They're like, I'm going to make you like these comics I like, <laughs> and it could happen in our favor now. Yeah, use me to irritate your audience. <laughs> um, that sounds fun. And where do you fly into? Oh, that's the that's the problem. Where is it near? Nothing. It is two hours from Tulsa. It is three hours from Kansas City. It is $1,000 to fly to Lowell. Fuck, what about Little Rock? Uh, Lowell is five hours. Uh, Little Rock is five hours. Oh, my God. Yeah. So uh, is you flying into? Are you flying into Lowell? I'm flying into Kansas City because it was the cheapest, and yeah. I'm using frequent flyer miles. Yeah. And um, that's where Brian's flying into. Yeah. And so I'm hoping to time it to the gig. <laughs> I'm hoping to get on his bus because his bus will meet him in oh, Kansas City. Wow. And then but I don't know if his if he's going to fly out of Kansas City yet. So um, I'm just doing round trip out of there. And if I have to rent a car, that's OK, too. Right. Yeah, sure. Sure, sure, because sure. Um, it'll be it'll be. And if I just have to, it might, might just have, like, if I can pick up the ride going there, I might just pick up a, uh, I might just have to rent a car where I drop it off at the airport in like Kansas a, City. I think it's like still a $25 fee. I don't know. Maybe it's raised. I don't know. It might be a hundred bucks, but, um, I know, I know, but it, it depends on if they need the cars or not. It's all very arbitrary. They only need one car in Arkansas. It's Andy's dad's widow uh, lives in Arkansas, but that's five hours away. I don't know. Actually, Little Rock might be three hours away as well, I but whatever it is. Arkansas was this big. I guess I thought it was smaller. Oh, it's huge. It's huge. And it's, uh, this is northern Arkansas, uh-huh. so it's more grassland and stuff. But southern Arkansas is one of the most beautiful places I've ever been in my life. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Wow. It, there's the outside of Hot Springs. Uh-huh. There's a national park there that's to die for. Oh. Yeah. And and a lot of people retire to Hot Springs. The mob retired to Hot Springs in the 30s, very famously. Uh, yeah. Um, is, is, uh, is hot springs, is that where FDR used to go? Or I'm thinking maybe it was (laughs) if he did. No, it wasn't FDR. It was, uh, it was like Bugsy Malone and those guys. That was their (laughs) vacation thing. A different crime. A different crime. Uh, yeah, it was, uh, (laughs) it was fa, not Antifa. It was, uh, um, well, that's, uh, that's amazing. I, uh, I have live shows this weekend. That's right. You're, are you going up to Alameda? Where are you? Yes. Well, no, I'm going to, I'm doing Alameda in July, Oh, but this weekend, um, this, uh, my surgery will be on Monday, uh, the 26th. So this coming weekend is my last tour with the, uh, with, with the, the jugs, cities, I guess. Yeah. 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 Um, and it's, I'm going to be at, uh, Hoff Cooch in uh, Oakland. It's a restaurant that has, I was looking at the menu, um, Oh my God. I might, I, I might just gain as much weight as possible because they're going to be taking so much out of my boot. I gain it first. I might as well go binge this weekend. Right. Um, on Friday night. And then Saturday I'm at chambers in San Francisco and I'm, they're putting me up in a hotel in San Francisco and I'm going to, I'm flying out of Burbank on Southwest. I'm using my points as well. Yep. Flights were really expensive, but the points weren't, weren't so bad. It was uh, kind of weird. Um, so I haven't been on, this will be my first flight in like over a year and a short one. And at least I'm not at LAX, which is a nightmare, right? Burbank's pretty tiny. Yeah. But I'll be 
I'll be uh, double masking and all that. I'll be, uh, you know, in the airport, of course, and and on the. You're plane. fully vaxxed, though. I yeah. mean, yeah, but you know, you never know. Variants. I don't even want the light version of it. Like every every once in a while, somebody gets even when they get COVID after fully vaxxed, it's a light version. But we still don't know what happens to your body six months down the line. We're still discovering. The, you know what? No, thank you. Right. No, fair thanks. enough. You can wear masks. My mask. family's taken enough of a hit from this fucking virus. I don't need yeah. to. Yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Um, fair enough. And uh, yeah, so I'm I'm excited. They're, I think they're both outdoor shows. In fact, they are both outdoor shows. And oh, both cool. places have great food. Uh, I think I'm doing like a, a 5 p.m. and a, maybe a 7 at, at uh, Chambers in San Francisco. So there's two shows. Please come out. It will be safe. It will be fun. You know, I haven't been out th- that much. You guys haven't been out that much. Let's be out a little bit together uh, in the beautiful, best part of the country. Sorry, Arkansas. <laughs> the Bay Area. <laughs> finally some bay area is magic <laughs> it's uh that's awesome that sounds so great um yeah, yeah i want to do that yeah that's that's how that sentence always ends uh, <laughs> you know, every time basically every story about a gig is it ends with who books that it's right right the other person <laughs> the other person's just like and kyle going i'm taking notes yeah. uh please please let me do these gigs um i will say it's funny that uh, you're you're so uh, the the breast reduction is going to lose weight. Speaking of that, I talked to my aunt Alice, who's ninety four. Who literally, I talked to her yesterday, and she goes, "I just wish I could lose two pounds." <laughs> How tall is she? That might be a lot for her height. Ah, uh, no, she's five four, and oh, she's okay. ninety four years old, mm-hmm. and she's like, "I'd like to lose ten pounds, but I think that actually might not be healthy." And uh, she's like, that, that would just, but if I lost two pounds, I'd be down to like 160 or 158 or something like that. And I was like, I just, I, there was just silence from me. And I want to lose two pounds at age 94. I'm glad and, the session never ends. Well, uh, it'll be our lifelong friend, our body hatred. <laughs> the body shaming <laughs> never ends. And, um, but it's ridiculous. So other than the, other than that, um, my brother called me and told me to watch all of the JJ Walker interviews, uh, with, on different late night shows okay. and, <laughs> and the TV oh, so Academy for your late night show. No, no. Just oh. because he, that's all he does is he watches interviews on late night shows over and over and over again. Does he watch like old Carson? Did you say he watches like old Johnny Carson stuff? Yeah. Dick Cavett, Carson, Merv Griffin. Um, Merv. Yeah, anything and everything. And his favorite this week is, he usually likes Norm MacDonald, but this week it's J.J. Walker. (laughs) What a life Merv Griffin had, right? Yeah. Multi-millionaire, but secretly, you know, like just had a ton of real estate, I think. And uh, like Bob Hope in a way, you know, they they secretly wheeled and dealed. And uh, I mean, I know he had to be closeted, which sucks, but, you know. He had a pretty good showbiz life, man. Yeah, yeah. It's the, um, it's the, it's the way of it. Sadly, at the time, mm-hmm. and though I will say, Russ told me a very funny story that someone tried to bribe or blackmail. I think it might have been. It might have been Merv Griffin. Really? Um, it might have been Merv Griffin. Oh no! Wait a minute. Who was famously? It might have been Paul Lynn. Oh, 
you can't wait blackmail Paul Lind. Yeah, that that to tell people that he was gay, and he was like, "You are out of your mind if you think that no one knows that I'm gay." And uh, he's like, "Feel free to tell everyone," and then be uh, laughed out of the room. Oh my god, that guy was so funny. He oh was really god. funny. Oh my god, what we're. I don't know anything about him. I just remember him being so hilarious, but I don't know where, where like, obviously he wasn't a stand-up or he didn't come up. I don't think he came up in a cat's, like, how do you just find that funny person? I wonder if he was just a writer that was hilarious and wow. Right. I think he was just, a, he, I think he was just an actor and, and they were like, this guy is funny with a script poured into him or not. Yeah. yeah. So, wow. I mean, that's the, wow. Yeah. So, uh, so when do you go up to the Bay area? Uh, flying up on Friday. Okay. By myself, by the way, I get a little vacation. Uh, it's weird. Like now I, I would love to take my son, but then we also would have to take the dog. Now oh, yeah. the dog is a pain in the ass to go on a vacation with. Yeah. Yeah. Andy's mm -hmm. like, that dog is going to miss you so bad when you're gone. I was like, <laughs> that's because I, it turns out, did I want a dog or did I just want to walk around my neighborhood th two or three times a day and talk to myself? Um, <laughs> Yeah, so uh, is uh, your son's dad going to hang? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's good, good. Uh, do, they, they made uh, an amazing family dinner last night. Oh, was, what, what uh, was it? Was, well, it was uh, Mexican food with recipes from uh, La Familia in Tejas, and it was fucking delicious. It was oh, that's outstanding. Tacos and the way they did the taco meat and it, then his brother's secret recipe – his dad's brother, he won't, he won't even tell him what the recipe is that his dad had to just like, like spy on him to try to figure <laughs> it out last time he was home or something, but it was good. Oh my That's God. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. You so, know, I have, I have to tell you that, uh, you know, I'm doing that joke about poor people food right, and right. flavorful origins. Um, yeah. I had this chicken in the fridge that was there too long. Yeah, and yeah. because I was, I've been getting groceries delivered I, they're not cut up. It's a whole chicken. And I didn't feel, I was like, I literally like hit a wall and I'm like, I can't carve this chicken up and marinate it and cook it. So what I did was I took the instant pot, I shoved the entire chicken into it. And I took all the hot sauces from various takeout that we've had and put it in there. And I, and I, I, I just a, like, a, like two or three cups of chicken broth, um, that homemade chicken broth or whatever. And then I just instant potted it. What's that mean? You left it, you left it on I, like eight I, hours? I stewed it for, it was only 35 minutes. And the chicken fell apart and was delicious. And all the various different hot sauces from all like, you know, I pop a K Rico yeah. and, yeah. and the, the Argentinian. I mean, it was a variety of, different Latinx restaurants that we go to that they stack up and you're like, I'm just going to put them all in there and, uh, and it'll be slightly spicy and it'll, um, That's and it was okay. delicious. And we finished, no, we still have a little bit left today. I'm going to make meatloaf, um, with, um, I have some ground beef and I have, uh, some sausages, some chorizo. That sounds good. I'm going to make leftover tacos. So oh, good. <laughs> that'll be, that'll be delicious. Yeah. So what, do you have any other sets besides uh, the road? Uh, let's see. Monday, tonight, uh, the data drops. I have, we do the Writers of Conan present. Oh, right. At Flappers. So that's a Zoom show. Tuesday, I have a Zoom show. Oh, my gosh. This, Becca, I think her last name is Neil. Um, O'Neill? Yeah. 
I I had a show that I was supposed to do for her like a, like five maybe two months ago on a Tuesday and I laid down to take a nap and I woke up and uh, there was like a lot of text messages and I had slept through the show. I was mortified oh. and so embarrassed. So she's going to let me try again. <laughs> so it's anyway, it's Tuesday. It's, I think it's a 4.30 California, uh, 7.30 East Coast show. That's on Zoom. I will be tweeting about that. And then uh, Wednesday, I'm doing a Zoomer for uh, Dan Mills. Um, and that's like, I think that's a 9 p.m. show. Oh, nice. And then uh, Thursday off and then uh, fly up to the Bay Area on Friday, Saturday. Sunday, come home, prepare the house for me being unable to do anything. I I've been watching a lot of videos of women who talk about like the recovery and, and also on Reddit. But apparently someone's like, oh my God, wiping. Oh my God. So I bought a bidet. I have to install that. Because you're, I mean, your whole upper arms are just yeah. like in yeah, complete yeah. pain. Because of all the cutting that they're doing up there, which and it's starting to make me go, oh, oh. But you know what? It'll be it, hopefully fine. And um, so I'm going to install a bidet in the in the toilet, you know, just like a little portable one, and uh, just try to clean everything and keep everything down, everything I need at, at a lower level, because I I won't be able to raise my arms for a couple weeks. And wow, no. yeah, or wow. or not, you know, other people. You know, other recovered like, quick. Yeah, I guess it's uh, kind of just depends on luck and stuff. So, but I, I am going to assume uh, the worst. Prepare for the worst. Yeah, yeah like like uh, the Lori uh, Kilmartin original, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then just be pleasantly surprised when it isn't so. Right, right. it'll be delightful. I bought um, a pregnancy pillow because uh, you have to sleep on your back for like a couple months, which I fucking hate. I still haven't been able to do it. I've been practicing, like giving myself little trials. And I like always within 20 minutes, I'm like, this fucking sucks when I'm back on my stomach. Oh. Uh, so that's gonna be tough. But I also think what's hard about it is my boobs come up and strangle me. So that's, <laughs> well, that won't be happening. So maybe it'll be a little bit easier, but they have these pillows. I didn't use them when I was pregnant, but um, they keep you from rolling on your on your stomach. So they also work for, you know, surgery and restoration stuff. Um, yeah, I have to say that uh, I'm excited for you. I hope it, uh, I, I, I hope it's great. Yeah, me too. And um, I'm trying to figure out. I, I I'm supposed to fly out to Arkansas the day I had my next dental appointment, but uh, I put myself on the wait list, and now I, I have a dental appointment on Tuesday. Cause there's a rush, but remember, I have not been to a dentist in a dozen years, so there's no way this tooth cleaning thing is gonna work. <laughs> that's that is just gonna be once they're probably oh. gonna be like let's it's gonna be four one for each quadrant of my face right right, um, right, right. though i will say he had to pull a tooth when he did the examination and the x-rays yeah and he was like oh one of the teeth should go, come out and i was like can you do it right now and he's like what and i said yeah i don't want to come back and he's <laughs> like well you're gonna come back for the the cleaning right and i said yeah but can you i mean this will yeah then it won't be six times to the dentist it'll be one less and uh but i didn't have any cavities or root canals or anything i just um that's great i guess it's just uh my teeth want to they, they, they want out is what i'm saying <laughs> hey well, do you guys want to do a break more than anything <laughs> 
we are the host of My Brother, My Brother, and Me, and now, nearly 10 years into our podcast, the secret can be revealed. All the clues are in place, and the world's greatest treasure hunt can now begin. Embedded in each episode of My Brother, My Brother, and Me is a micro-clue that will lead you to 14 precious gemstones all around this big, beautiful blue world of ours. So start coming through the episodes. Uh, let's say starting at episode 101 on. Yeah, the early episodes are pretty problematic, so there's no clues in those episodes. No, no, not at all. The better ones, the good ones, clues ahoy. Listen to every episode repeatedly in sequence. Laugh if you must, but mainly get all the great clues. My Brother, My Brother, Me. It's an advice show, kind of, but a treasure hunt, mainly. Anywhere you find podcasts or treasure maps. My Brother, My Brother, Me. The hunt is on. Jackie, um, you, you want to do an ad? Yeah, let's do it now. The Jackie and Lori show is supported in part by The Rock from the Sky, a new children's book by John Klassen from K from Candlewick Press. John Klassen is a number one New York Times bestselling creator with many titles and awards to his name, including a Call the Cop medal. That is a big deal with kids' books, Jackie. That is, that is rock from the sky, you guys. Go check it out if you have uh, children who want in on a very deep, deep message. Critters adorned with various hats have have their favorite spot in a rather post-apocalyptic looking landscape, but they remain blissfully unaware of a large rock hurtling towards them. I mean, isn't that us basically right now? <laughs> Threatening complete oblivion. Klassen is known for his deadpan storytelling as reviewers have commented. This is waiting for Godot, imagined for the playground population. Get the rock from the sky now, wherever you get books. Okay, and then I have the I have this to say, you guys. Ah. Libby, the Jackie and Lori show, is supported in part by Libby, and Libby is a free reading app created by Overdrive that lets you borrow eBooks and audiobooks from your library on your phone, tablet, Kindle, or computer. All you need is a valid library card from your library. Uh, you should we should all have a library card, you guys. Even if you don't have a library card, you can read samples of any book you see, which will just make you want to go get a library card and then download Libby. Uh, Libby works just like your physical library card, uh, except get this: you simply borrow available books you want to read, and then they return themselves automatically after your loan expires. That's kind of exciting, and um, I have to say that. Um, it is, uh, it is great. And I moved this thing too fast. I am so sorry. Um, here we go. Download Libby in the Apple app store or Google play store to start borrowing and sampling eBooks and audiobooks today. Love Libby, love books. I am, you know what, uh, one of our Cynthia Sweeney who wrote the nest, um, she's married to Mike Sweeney, who's one who is one of the head writers of Conan. She wrote The Nest, which is like this great book, major bestseller. And she just wrote another book um, that I'm going to get. Uh, but she did this great interview with The New York Times. And she had commented, mentioned that that she tries to read a couple, like a chapter or two of a book every morning before she even hits her email, you know, just to you know, re start her brain. Okay. You know? Oh, wow. And uh, so I've been trying to do that a little bit uh, with the book I'm reading by Emma Kennedy. And um, it's, uh, it's good. Cause I normally, then I just read at night after I've read to my son and it's like two pages and then I'm out, you know, yeah. it's taking me for fucking ever to get through this shit. Mm -hmm. So, uh, so yeah, I don't know. 
Yeah, I know people who um, who wake up early and go for a walk and then meditate. And uh, and I was like, but, yeah, I'd love to be one of those people. I wonder if that'll yes. ever happen. Every morning I would have loved to have done that. Uh, you know what I do when I wake up every morning? I wake up uh, and I grab my phone and I play Marvel Puzzle Quest. Is that anything like that? It's uh, I play a video game for about 45 minutes, do my daily Deadpools, uh, essentially my, my, uh, my Marvel Puzzle Quest chores. And... <laughs> It wakes me up because then, I, I mean, I think the key thing is not to wake up and read the news first thing. I know. Not before you you have breakfast, not before you have uh, some sort of beverage. That'll you know, do well. something else for yourself yeah. before you start your day uh, with, you know, and it's all world news. And you're like, well, I can't actually fix Brazil. and Or um, India. Yeah. Are you and, reading what's happening with India now? The COVID? Yeah, I mean, b- both of them, they just, they don't have enough resources to take care of people. And so you've got like, you know, people our age trying to like get their parents to mm-hmm. any place that will take care of them. And oh yeah. my God, it's, it's so horrific. Did you see, you did see that because that's how I saw it. The sketch on Colbert about the Johnson & Johnson vaccine. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was Yeah, great. that mm-hmm. interview where uh, it turns out one in a million one yeah. person out of a million died from the Johnson & Johnson vaccine, a woman. Well, no, got um, a clot, not necessarily died. Well, six people got clots. One person of those six people died. Okay. okay. And they were, and it was all women who got it. That's this, this much I know. Yeah, yeah. And then, um, but then she pointed out that one out of every thousand women get clots and can die from the, from the pill. Yeah, I remember hearing that when I was on the pill and I'm like, oh, what's a clot? I'm I'm fine. <laughs> I can't believe young, like young women are aware. I was just so oblivious to everything. You know, I'm, I, you know, I'm just a comic. You know? Right. Well, and there was no one to talk to. Remember, we That's were alone true. in those rooms. That's true. We weren't getting, I mean, who knows what our 20s would have been like had we been on Twitter and being informed all the time. Exactly. Uh, very stressful. <laughs> Hey, do you want, let's do comic of the week. Yes. Cause, uh, I, uh, I, I found her and this was, she was a New York comic mm-hmm. and so freaking funny. It was, what I've been doing is just, uh, there was a zoom show that I was looking at that a friend of mine was on and I was like, well, who's that woman? Yeah. And so I Googled her and it's Jordan Jensen and Yay. she's a New York comic and mm-hmm. she's freaking hilarious. Cool. She, her, uh, uh, the stuff I think it wasn't from the stand. Was it Kyle? It was New York, New comedy, York Club? comedy club. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, really? Okay. Great. I love New York comedy club. I, I didn't watch her set before, uh, but I will after we finish taping so that I can, I she's can, just, uh, it's so cat. I mean, her stage yeah. presence is exceptional. And then yeah. she's just, she's throwing out punchlines and the premises are all super interesting. Yeah. So Jordan Jensen, find her, book her, make her, cool. make her your friend. Listen, I've never seen you this enthusiastic before, so I'm excited. <laughs> I'm doing a panel this week for some Armed Forces stand-up comedy thing. They asked me, they were like, hey, uh, people who got out of the Army or the Armed Forces, they want to do stand-up. Uh, this is a, a support I I thing. That. Oh, there you go. Yeah. yeah. So I'm just going to do a panel and tell them that, uh, you know, they have the... I mean, if you've been in the art, if you've been in the armed forces, you've been overtrained for, uh, for like showing up for things. And that is a good portion of stand-up comedy. Just show up. 
It's I, uh, yeah, and hopefully you're not a white nationalist. Oh right, that's a big thing, right? So I'm doing I'm doing some weird show where it's like they roast you, they, like you do your set and then they roast your set, and I was like, why? Why? Why would I want? Why would I, I say yes to that? Listen, this those conversations are supposed to be had without you listening to them <laughs> in the back of the room. All right, no one's really going to tell you to your face what they what they think of your jokes. You know what you need to do is do the old that one headliner that put a, 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 a mini micro cassette recorder in the women's bathroom to hear what the women were saying about him. We should secretly mic the back of the room while we're on stage if we want to know what other comics think of our act. And we don't. No. No. Not at all. It's but uh, I. You know why I accepted it is because Danielle Koenig is one of the judge right. judges, and I liked it. it. You and gotta do it. Yeah, she's a friend of mine, and I'm and I don't necessarily want to hear what she has to think about it either. But. Uh, I haven't seen her in over a year, so I'm like, <laughs> I get to at least stare at her Zoom face. That'll be sure. fun. Sure, that's good times. I did uh, Love It or Leave It. I did the uh, oh. podcast on Friday. That's why I was in um, in mono joke mode after, you know, prepping for that and, like, you know, just tweaking some things with you. I was like, man, I, this, these are... It's fun to write jokes. I miss this, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, super fun. As far as I know, the last um, two weeks of our show, we'll, I said, we'll, I think I told you this, we'll have an audience. So it'll be more like, you know. Oh, wow. Oh, okay. So the, at least there'll be that. And will it be yeah. at Largo? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. They'll be, I think they'll, yeah, they'll be at Largo with a crowd the last two weeks of Conan. So Hopefully oh, people can get tickets. I think they're going to be great shows, and uh, I, I will all be so pumped. I'd, I'd love to come to that. I'd love to yeah. come to a couple of those or one of those. Yeah, that's neat. Um, it's sad. But it cool. is sad. Whatever. It is what it is. It is yeah. what it is. And uh, you don't know anything about what, what's happening next? Nope. Okay. Um, what else? I watched a lot of television. I watched uh, two episodes of that City of Ghosts animated thing on Netflix. Okay. It's, it's, uh, it's an animated show set in Los Angeles in different neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. And it's all of, the, all of the voice actors are children. Like, uh, like, um, like the old Peanuts. Oh, okay. They actually cast children to play children. Oh, cool. And they're, they have a ghost club and they help people who have ghosts. I watched the Boyle Heights one mm-hmm. and I watched the Venice Beach one. <laughs> okay. I'll, and it's I'll... kind of adorable. They're 18 to 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. The animation is, is weird. It's got that Uncanny Valley kind of vibe to it because the, the kids are all more cartoony. What's it but called? All, My kids. It's called City of Ghosts. Okay. And the background's super hyper real, hyper real. Oh, so it's kind of a wild uh, animation style that's very, very pretty, and the writing is very funny and very sweet. Okay, I didn't do Sunday services today because of the rush ticks thing. Yeah, and somebody paid me in advance after last Sunday, and 
then I wrote on their Venmo because that's where you find out. I was like, hey, you know, the show's over. Are you playing in advance for next week? Because I don't know if I'm going to do it. And she never responded to her to the Venmo thing, but did today emailed me and said, hey, I never got a link for today's show. And so I, I said, oh, you should check your Venmo because there is no show today. Do you want a refund? And she emailed me back and she goes, oh, I thought the one with Atsuko was going to be this week. And I was like, "Oh, you are you are behind and two, you you've missed two beats." Uh, you know what? These Zoom shows come fast and uh, furious, and you got to keep up with them. <laughs> yeah, I got a call from, so so uh, I got a call. I suppose I should type it because uh, he said that he didn't like the venue, wow. uh, but he asked me if he should. He, so he calls me up and he says. Um, Okay. Hey, we're not doing uh, live shows indoors, right? And I said, yeah, we are. We are. Everybody's, yeah. you know, supposed, uh, a lot of people are doing them. And yeah. you're vaccinated, right? And he goes, I am vaccinated. And But they want him to go to this uh, this room. And he's like, and it's in the South. And he's like, nobody's going to be vaccinated and it's going to be super red. And I said, well, I'm going to Lowell, Arkansas. It was before I found out it was a blue dot in a red seat. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I was like, you're vaccinated. If they're not vaccinated, you'll wear a mask when you're off stage. You know, you yeah. aren't going to hug any of these people. I don't, you know, this Does he sell merch? Does he sell merch? I'm not going to be able to sell merch, by the way, at the Lowell thing. You're not going to be able to, or are you not going to? I'm not. Uh, I didn't want to bring it up because I brought it up to the Live Nation guy, and he was like, I don't know. And I th- and I thought okay. about me saying, because Brian Regan has never sold merch. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, I, and I, I forgot, yeah. So me saying to Brian, hey, I'm thinking about selling merch, I can literally picture him going, <laughs> all right. And, uh, you know, and I don't want to, I don't want to weird him out in any way, shape or form. He probably doesn't give a shit, Yeah. but, um, but I, you know, I'm not here. I'm not here to, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm sparring with Apollo Creed, you know? Yeah. So I'm just here to set him up nice. Yeah. Um, well, I, you know, here's the thing. Are, who, who are you coming back to? Like you're coming back to Andy who's vaccinated. Yep. Uh, now this comic is coming back to kids. I'm coming back to a kid who aren't vaccinated. And that's one thing it's like, Ooh, even, you know, they, they're, it's likely you're not going to transmit it. It seems like that's what the CDC is saying. Although I, I feel like I read a different news article every day, but, yeah. um, but you know, also don't want to risk that. I understand being apprehensive, you know, he could, um, get, a, a you know, a a quick, a fast response test and see, you know, if he's got, you know, when see, he comes back, you mean, or yeah. I mean, if you're vaccinated, yeah, I, 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 I can understand that apprehension. Like, no, I could totally understand that apprehension. And, but I was like, I think it'll be fine. And I do um, too. I do too. Uh, yeah. I'm so yeah. excited. Pfizer's going to, they're applying to uh, vaccinate kids 12 to 15, you know, yeah. like, please, let's just get that Start going. doing that. Yeah. One of my, one of my friends, their kid just turned 18. And so he got it. Uh, and, um, 16 and, old, and older now. You know? Yeah. And so it's, it's pretty great, uh, that people are getting vaccinated though. I think all these, uh, cause I mean, I genuinely, 
would take the Johnson and Johnson, even with that risk. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, um, and what are they going to do? Are they going to throw away 20 million or are they going to send it to fucking Brazil? Uh, oh God. Yeah. Send it someplace if they can't, but yeah, I mean, and also it's only one shot and a lot of people are, uh, genu- you know, understandably worried that they're going to have a, a terrible reaction yeah. you know, for a couple days. Um, so, you know, maybe the Pfizer needs a booster in six months. I'm told. So, yeah. I think Moderna does too. I think they might all just because of the, uh, other variants. And the thing is, is fucking India is so, it's so out of control in India that like a, something I thought was like a double variant is popping up. And I'm like, like, if we don't get it in, under control in other countries, these variants, they'll, they're going to come, they're going to arrive at the United States. Right. I don't, I, I understand why you want to just fix, you know, try to try to get to 85% here. Yes. Right. I get why Biden and the government wants to do that. And, and then just, and by then we'll be cranking them out and sending them out. But so many people are going to die in the interim and it's just oh, yeah. sad. That's all. Yeah. yeah. And, and in Brazil, I read that healthcare where they have, they're having to intubate without anesthesia. They don't have anesthesia. They're out. So they're like, not only the trauma of the person having this thing shoved down the <sighs> throat, right? That's, uh, and uh, they're like having to mount these people because of course they're going to be odd. Some of them may be delirious and fighting back, you, you know, just like an auto response. So you're just like hovering over a person with COVID who's, you know, like trying to fight you off. It's, it's, inc- it's awful. It's awful. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Whatever. Yeah. Hey, let's take another max fun break <laughs> on that cheerful note. Max fun drive 2021 is coming. It'll be May 3rd to May 14th. To get in the spirit, we ask folks like you to let us know what Maximum Fun and our shows mean to them. You know, the, the Maximum Fun Network is really important to me because it is not just a collection of podcasts, but it is a lifestyle and a value system. The podcasts frequently and deftly float between meaningful and irreverent, in one moment drawing attention to social issues, and in another making dick jokes about Klingons. It shouldn't work, but it does. And I have to believe it's because Max Fun's podcasts are, at their core, thoughtful and kind and human during a time that has often felt cold and isolated. So keep being great and doing what you do. Max Fun Drive will be May 3rd to May 14th, 2021, and you won't want to miss it. Brilliant apps, drive exclusive gifts, and maybe some surprises. Want to directly support the hosts of the show we just jumped into? Come back May 3rd for Max Fun Drive. I will say, so this week I, I've got a I've I've got a lot of backed up dork forests that I need to record. Mm-hmm. And I've got um I want to do a VO reel, right? Yes. And um and I want to pet a horse. A friend of mine has a horse that I can pet. Oh, neat. So those are my plans. <laughs> what do you? My, let's see. I uh, have to do some tax stuff. Um, I have to listen. Oh, God. my! Like I gave uh, notes on what jokes I wanted from what sets. But oh, yeah. uh, now I have to listen to their versions of the show so I can give them exact time codes because I just listened on my iPhone. Right. Uh, so that's like a that's a mounting problem <laughs> but here's the thing did they give you some general time code no but you I, should I, be able to 
yeah, scrub I, through. I, I I can. It's just it'll probably be about two hours, and uh, and I've already done it, so it it just has to be done again. That's it. But yeah, I have it's just a task. Off. Yeah, it's a task. And then um oh gosh, comedy. Oh, I, it's weird. I I have to pose for cover art, you know. And what I want, I want to call it corset because it's about my mom and my son. So it's the things that are binding me. It's a lot of, you know, <laughs> metaphor, guys. <laughs> You're an artiste. Yes. Wear like a corset, but but not like a sex corset. Sorry, everybody. But like something. <laughs> and so the photo would be from behind and, and, um, I, and you just see the thing just tying me really tight. But, but I'm like, I, I won't be able to pose for that for like at least a month and a half, you know? Right. Uh, so I, unless I do it immediately, but then you could just, yeah. you could just get art graphic of it and then just pose for normal pictures for the back or an inside cover kind of picture. Yeah, I guess. Cause so. it could be art. Yeah. But um, but that's doesn't sound like that's what you want to do. So trying, I uh, yeah, trying, to, trying to sell merch here. Okay, I'm putting a a, a non sexy boob shot on the cover. Okay, okay I don't want to go enough. full sexy because then it looks like I'm exploiting. But uh, <laughs> but half. Okay, I'll take. So I, go I, to Lori's OnlyFans. She's not <laughs> exploiting. You want to get some people that are buying it for the comedy, and that then there's other people that just buy things for boobs, and so. Right. You want to get one without losing the other, you know? Because mm-hmm. <laughs> the sno- comedy snobs will be like, oh, what's going on there? So you, you just, it's, you got to ride that line, Jackie. Ride the line. Mm-hmm. I'm not here to tell you not to. I was just, um, I was just thinking about, um, we should switch uh, Alameda dates, don't you think? So that I could have your July and then you could have my September. Um, no, that's a point of thing to spring on me. Um, well, I mean, uh, I don't even know if the club wants me to do that. It just occurred to me. I was like, cause literally in the back of my mind, there's just been a little bit of a, she's doing Alameda in July. I don't have any work in July. Uh, she's doing Alameda in July. I don't have any work in July. Hey, nutbag. Uh, why don't we just leave it be and trust that there will be work in fricking July. September is when my kid is in school. Oh my God. He's not. And it, 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 yeah. I mean, I was, uh, I know that we're interchangeable. I understand that. (laughs) Yeah. Someone, someone, some zoom show was like, Lori did, Lori did the show two weeks ago. We're having you this week. We would love it if you guys would both come and do the show together. And I was like, you know that we do the Sunday services almost every week. (laughs) Uh, it's not, I mean, I, I, it, I mean, I don't know why that's a Okay. Oh, yeah. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, I mean, other people could see us both both together. But oh, sure. that's well, that's yeah, true. We'll take no, any that's, day. That's why. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I've done, uh, also I've done other podcasts recently, and uh, it's exhausting. Even though it's fun, you know, I always have a good time, but the buildup, the dread of, of uh, you know, noon on Tuesday, <laughs> it uh, it's, you know. Yeah. And then we have to do an extra one for Max Fun. A oh bonus. my God. So that Yay, when people... I'm happy to reward. I'm sorry. I'm happy to, to reward, reward the Max, Max Fun, fun listeners. Yes. To me, that's that's an extra hour of fun in my life. <laughs> we could do it. You could do it from inside the pool. You know what we could do? We could do a live one because we're both vaccinated. 
Oh, we yeah. could do we could do an outdoor like because did you get your first shot yet, Kyle? Yeah, I might. I get my second one a week from tomorrow. Yeah, we could we could do a. Uh, uh, let's just sit on the deck, guys. Yeah, let's yeah. Do that. I'm this week super before I, uh, before I go uh, on the road, that'd be cool. That'd be yeah. a lot of fun. There you go. We made it fun. Woo. Yes. Yay. <laughs> Where are we at, Kyle? Was that right. what? How, what a great 30. ending. We got seven minutes of ending left. You gotta oh. be kidding me! I, I know, swear, right? I thought we started this right at noon. <laughs> no, we had to record yeah, some other stuff. I'm getting a uh, haircut in uh, 15 minutes. So as soon as this thing ends, I'm going to shovel food down my throat. Uh, I'm trying to get all my stuff down and get my hair done. I'm going to get a pedicure because I, you know, it's like preparing to have a baby. You know, you're going to be debilitated. But the thing of like, oh, I'm going to, it's going to be hard to walk and move. And so I just want to get everything clean. And um, do you think that your boobs are 7.6 ounces? Um, <laughs> they definitely 21 inches long. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. But I, um, I think, you know, I think why I was approved is the right one is a full cup size larger than the left one. You know, okay. When you look at the size, at like when I look at other women on on Reddit, I'm like, mine aren't as uh, debilitating as theirs are. You know. But I think the fact that they're not the same size maybe pushed me over the edge. I'm so I'm so thrilled that my health insurance is covering it because uh, it it's a pretty it's like it's thirty grand, right? Uh, it's around twenty, maybe around twenty to twenty five, say. Okay. You know, and I yeah. I was uh, I didn't think that I I was like oh they're probably not going to cover it. So anyway, yeah. that that was a huge relief. Um, I, you lost me at, so I was scrolling titties and, um, <laughs> uh, don't remember putting it that way, but, uh, that's how you heard it. That's the most important thing, Jackie. And that actually reveals more about you than me. It really um, does. I've been working on that, uh, uh that non-binary gender sexuality thing lately, just cause I, I, I almost forgot it cause I hadn't worked on it in like five weeks and, um, and now I'm back and it actually has a lot of new life, which is kind of exciting. That's cool. I think because you're so careful in that bit and, 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 our, and which you, you should be because it's about that, but it's nice to just let go and say titties. Oh okay. yeah. Just sometimes. Yeah. Return what to your it? roots. <laughs> <laughs> it was a, oh my gosh, who was it? Um, Brian Cook on Twitter yeah. posted uh, this weird clip of Bobcat Goldthwait and Sam Kennison arguing, uh, clearly before 1992, <laughs> uh, which is when uh, Sam Kennison died. Sure. Uh, the uh, And they were so bitchy and catty at each other. I was like, wow, you two. That's what? Uh, Kennison stole his one of his jokes. Right. And, um, or, or, well, I think, I think it was Kinnison or it was, well, according to Bobcat, it was Kinnison. Yeah. I kind of would believe Bob, but you know, Kinnison isn't here to, but Bobcat is, uh, was a Bay area comic. So he has my loyalties. Uh, Right. And Bobcat's uh, still alive and is always, um, very nice. And a good guy. Yes. Yeah. Kinnison. Well, I mean, but, but I did think it was interesting because Kinnison, whoever he was talking to, he said, you know, Bobcat calls me uh, sort of a, the idiot version of him. 
And, uh, and it was these weird, like huge, like, I was like, wow, you guys are airing your dirty laundry on whatever morning radio show this is. Oh, interesting. It Mm -hmm. wasn't Alex Bennett, was it? Might've been. Live 105? Uh, Still not, still don't know, but um, maybe look up Brian Cook's um, Um, Twitter, Twitter feed because it was triggering. Oh, go to, ahead. to listen to to listen to Kinison because Kinison was always distantly polite to me, which is of course yeah. the gold standard of how <laughs> famous people should treat me. That's all I'm looking for. And, uh, anything above that is great. Anything below that, I'm like, no, I don't want to. I don't like you. And so um, that that was though an interesting time of comics who were vocally strange, right? You had Kinnison, you had Bobcat, you had Emo, you had Judy Tenuta, Bob Rubin. Um, there's probably others I can't think the of. The Nanny right. was the, was, what's her face? Fran well, she wasn't a stand-up though. Fran Drescher? I thought she was. No. Oh, okay. No. No, get her off of this podcast. Nice <laughs> lady, but she doesn't belong here. <laughs> Stand-ups only. But, but this isn't, is, that doesn't really happen that much anymore because it is an affect that maybe feels strange. I don't know. I don't know. I, I Maybe it'll come back. Things always come back. Yeah, Josh Fadum. Oh, was he, was he bitching about somebody or oh, no, getting I mean, bitched at? Oh, that's he has, not, oh. That's not his real voice, you don't think? It's, I, I think I've spoken to him on stage. It's not quite that big all the time. Right. Yeah, that's true. All right. Well, Kyle has proven me wrong with yeah. this one example. <laughs> Throwing this house of cards all apart. <laughs> it's done. And uh, I will say that um, that I'm having a, a, a pretty good time staying home these days, too. You know, like Andy went to the grocery store for the first time. He's like, you know, we're both vaccinated. I'm going to mask up. I'm going to go to the grocery store and just buy groceries. And I said, I can't tell you how disappointed the Instacart people are. <laughs> um, but uh, but uh, so I, oh, I went through the, the yesterday I was, I have to buy new clothes. Like I don't have any pants. I've gained weight. I don't have any pants that fit me and any pants that'll be good on stage. So yesterday I forgot that it was Saturday. So I went uh, to Magnolia's near Hollywood. Like there's a bunch of sort of, really cool thrifty stores and stuff like that. Yeah. And it was crawling with humanity. I couldn't face it. And <laughs> so instead I just went to the Baskin Robbins drive through. That's going to help my, my situation. <laughs> and in walk, uh, two guys who, uh, are wearing matching black t-shirts that say bullets only on the front and the oh, name God. of a gun range on the back oh, my God. and matching black masks. And, my first thought was, oh, ice cream brings us together. And then my second thought was, I'm in line at the drive-thru. If these guys pull out guns, am I supposed to drive over them? And can I get to them? And um, and I thought, oh, America, you're so gross. <laughs> MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.